This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Very good evening to you. And we have one Brentford and one Leeds voice in the studio tonight oh, no. I'm going to get that out there straight away it's uh, Billy the uh, the B Grant as always here but on his own tonight except for me George Riley I'm feeling a little bit you know well a little bit lonely actually I mean normally in the studio we have a bit of a party in the studio we normally go down the pub beforehand you know, have a little production meeting I had to do the production meeting on my own night you know I'm not going to take it personally that it's only you must, yeah. must have heard anyway. uh, well I'll tell you something actually we thought this week everyone they had such a heavy weekend up in Birmingham before tell let them sit at home because we've got a long season ahead of us still so let me come down there myself but I'll invite my chums my championship chums a little bit later they'll come down and we can actually talk football in and around the championship not only Brentford yeah we'll have another Leeds voice on later along with fans from Nottingham Forest Preston West Brom and Fulham joining uh, Billy and myself it is the Brentford fan show on Love Sport Uh, you can get involved of course via the usual way on Twitter at Love Sport Radio or send us your messages on WhatsApp 0208 7020 558 we're on digital radio across London and on your smart speaker as well we've obviously got to talk about the Leeds game a little later on but let's uh, look back at that Birmingham game as well but first of all prior to all of that what did go down anyway at the White Hart see as you know around the corner the, the White Hart pub's a wicked pub if you've never been there um, great food comedy nights all sorts of stuff going on there we have a White Hart whisper where we sit down and we talk about certain things that are going on in and around Brentford around the corner from Suffolk Station so anyway the White Hart whisper today I was whispering to myself actually I was talking to a few Bees fans the tickets for the final league game of the season I'm going to say league game because you never know there might be a game after that but I don't want to jinx it went on sale today went on sale oh sorry it was announced today it's going on sale tomorrow, tomorrow for the last ever of the last ever league game at Griffin Park at four o'clock against Barnsley and uh, the reason why that's a bit of a thing is because uh, it's going to be a bit of a bun fight for that mm. as well and also it wasn't quite sure how these tickets were going to be released to fans would it be season ticket holders would it be membership people I mean everyone's trying to get hold of it already my 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 my, my besotted um, uh, you know our emails and our DMs are pinging with people saying can you see a spare ticket anywhere if you can get one can you get hold 
hold of me. So it's going to be a real big thing. Well, you're not going to see one yet. They're not on sale till tomorrow. Well, that's true. <laughs> but still, people are actually sort of queuing up sort of quite early on. But if you think about it, though, as well, you know, moving stadiums, last game of the season, you know, it really did strike home to me then when I saw that actually this is really happening. happening yeah how do you feel about it there's a lot of history there that's going to be a, a real emotional moment isn't it i mean it is it's going to be a, it's going to be a massively emotional moment for for me and for most brentford fans or mo- i say all brentford fans because you know for me i've been going to that ground for 40 odd years you know from the the first time when, when jo- joanne whelan sort of plucked me from marlborough school where i was playing football down the road with about 10 of us and bunked us over the turnstile and that was my kind of you know inception of brentford you know being a very young kid and an older girl sort of taking us to Brentford bunking us in so since then I've sort of grown with the club and I love it and the fact that a lot of people may turn around and say well it's not the most salubrious of stadiums it's not the it's not the the flashes of stadiums but, but they're the best clear. ones well, they're the best ones I mean that's true I mean you, I mean you're a Leeds fan so you know the same thing about Leeds Leeds is not know how horrible it is for away fans yeah it's not it's not great you know but you know there's something there's a vibe about stadiums like that and there's a real vibe about Brentford and the one thing and we've said this so many times there's so many people that come over from Europe who can't be bothered to go to Arsenal and Mm. Man City and all these places and they love coming down to our stadium because it's quite unique in its oldness and the way that it is well that's the point Billy isn't it it's not just uh, a nice little stadium in West London it's not just throughout West London or London It, it it has that a universal appeal. I mean, I first found out about it because, oh, you, you know, that ground with a pub on each corner, as, as a lot of people did. There's history and people know about this stadium. There so is. it will be a big loss. Uh, there is. And, and the thing, you know, the first people said, it's interesting you say about the pub on each corner. People are asking, is there going to be a pub on each corner at the new stadium? No, there's not because it's going to be quite difficult to mimic Griffin Park at the new stadium. And we call should it... Should have been on the planning contract. Though, uh, it? Maybe it should have been, you know. We actually call it, we actually call the new stadium uh, New Griffin Park because we feel that it should be an extension of the old Griffin Park. But, you know, what we're going to try and do and what the fans are trying to do is to make sure that we at least bring some of Griffin Park to the new Griffin Park, which is the atmosphere where it's quite tight to the stadium, where everyone still has their quality. I can cheers. Everyone knows your name when you go there. I mean, I've been to bigger stadium. I've been to Tottenham, which is great. Mm. You know, lovely stadium. When you look at it, you can't knock it. But, you know, I find it really weird where you're in amongst 80,000 people and, you know, not people don't know each other in the same way that they do at Brentford, which is much smaller and community-ish. So that's tomorrow on sale, last ever League game tickets go on sale at uh, Griffin Park. Back-to-back one-all draws since uh, you were last here. Should we talk about the Birmingham one, first of all? Well, yeah, let's talk about Birmingham City. I mean, at the end of the day, um, we played Birmingham City and it was a uh, it was a tough match. Um, it was a game that could have gone horribly wrong for Brentford because they were on very good form, as you know, Birmingham City. They've just signed Scott Hogan. Scott Hogan has scored 3-3 three and three, and Birmingham fans were saying uh, very confidently it's going to be 4-4. Four four. So, you know, the first thing Brentford needed to do is to ensure that him and Djokovic didn't actually get onto the score sheet. Um, obviously, we didn't quite succeed in there with Djokovic scoring fairly early on in the game. But to be fair, the Bees were fairly resilient in uh, in how they dealt with that game as well. And, you know, I mean, I could talk about it as much as I can do, but um, it's much easier to, to, to talk to people who are there, isn't it? Yeah, let's hear from them. First half, I thought we were OK. Uh... Second half, I thought we were a lot better. We had a lot more control of the game, and we didn't look as uh, we looked a lot more dominant. Second half, um, more like our usual selves. The way we grew into the game and dominated it by the end. And if it had gone on for another ten minutes, I'd have fancied us to win that. I thought that bringing on Baptiste in and Ewan gave us a bit more metal in midfield. Uh, conditions were difficult, clearly. 
and that game was eminently losable, but it, it was winnable as well in the last 15, 20 minutes. I think you have to look at the other results around us and sort of say that, you know, in a way, it's a point gained. We, need, we needed to win it. A lot, a lot of teams drop points, but I'm happy with a point. We stay up there. We need, we need to, to capitalise next weekend and the following weekends to, to stay up there. I've, I'm very confident we go up. Yeah, it's a very tough away, away stadium to come to. It's a very tough place to win, but I think when we win 1-0 down, we show great character, great personality to come back and get another goal. But it's just a shame we couldn't get another goal. We needed it. All in all, I thought it was a fair result, and I'm content enough with a point, particularly given the other results that have gone around us today. Um, I think the one slight disappointment I had with Saeed's judgment on his, you know, first touch of the ball in the midfield rather than up front. But no, the, the, the midfield looked really quite strong, I thought, and very encouraging. You need depth if you're going to go up. I'm disappointed. I think we should have won that. Um, I think particularly in the first half, we had three or four really good chances that we should have taken. Um, but Birmingham did really well. You know, they were defensively strong. And to be fair to them, they had some good chances as well. But I think on a balance of play, play, we should have won that. And I'm a little bit disappointed. I just think, I think, for t- I think today, I think, you know, the positive point was that Baptiste, I thought, was excellent today. And I think he, he proves that there's another option. Um, at the moment, you know, you've got De Silva and Jensen are fine when you've got the ball. But when they haven't got the ball, you need somebody who's going to get out there and snap at people's legs a bit like uh, Makocho does. I think Baptiste looks like he's going to be able to fulfill that role. So I think that's a real big plus point today. I also thought Yira did, what, did well as well. So, you know, fair play. Um, a different midfield set up today I think um, what we have to do though is like you say I, you've got to be looking at what seven points out of those nine you've got to be taking seven points what we have to do I don't think I, I really don't think that the playoffs is going to be a problem but we should still be looking at the top two and I think what we have to do basically is um, is just stay in touch with those top two I said it uh, you know maybe last week on the podcast we want to go into the last six or seven games within four or five points of an automatic promotion place and then it's game on so we've just got to make sure we don't drop too far off the pace so yeah seven points from those nine and I think that'll keep us up there uh, it is the Brentford Fan Show with Brizotted and George Riley here on Love Sports Radio. 11 minutes past 8 o'clock. A reminder as well, uh, Chelsea Man United, 10 minutes into that one and it's goalless. First thing, Bill, I'll say about hearing the fans then. Blimey, it was windy. <laughs> it was windy. And I think that gives a real indication of, 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 uh, of the conditions for that match because it's really easy for you to say, oh no, you know, it's really d- disappointing we didn't get the result we could have done. And to be fair, you know, maybe we could have got a win out of that. You know, Ollie Watkins had a great chance towards the back end of that match and uh, unfortunately he put it wide instead of putting it into, or at least testing the goalkeeper. But on the other hand, you know, you cannot account for the fact when the wind is blowing all over the place and the rain and the breeze and all all that kind of stuff it's it's really quite nasty so i think the fact that they were resilient they actually kind of stuck to their game okay they got an early goal but they fought back from that as well again i know we keep on saying and it sounded a little bit cliche but that's a, a match that we probably would have lost last mm. season you know so the fact that we're actually kind of gaining these points now where we shouldn't do i think is a real positive a lot of people say blaming the weather is enough excuse but if you've ever played football in a storm <laughs> let me tell you it completely changes the game on that point gain two points lost depending on which side your bread's buttered we heard one of the one of the earlier fans in that piece that you spoke to saying it was eminently losable and one of the last ones saying he was a bit gutted really yeah so, well this is the thing i think that what happens is that it's you look at you know 
where you think you want to be going and you look maybe people look at Birmingham City and think Birmingham City traditionally or this season haven't been a you know a top six or top eight top ten side and we should be beating sides like that so they go to this game very excited thinking that we can take the points and so you get disappointed but then at the end of the day also when another fan said you know it was ultimately losable you look at the situation that we're in you look at the fact that you're playing Birmingham who have got their tails up They've won a few matches and that's the kind of games that, you know, you've seen us this season where we'll go and smash somebody a few games and all of a sudden we lose this game completely out of the blue or we'll get a point out of the blue which we should never have done. So for us to actually have kind of, I think, been quite professional Mm. about the way we've gone about it. I I mean, I think Thomas Frank, the way he's going about the moment now, he's trying to chisel his way, as he said, towards the back end of the season so that we're still within contention so that we could potentially go on a bit of a run towards the back end of the season. Also, you have to remember Pontus Janssen isn't at the moment now, and there's a few little stats that were flying around that you know if Pontus Janssen is playing more often than not, we will you know we will win the match, or we'll you know if we, if, if the other team scores. I know we'll that win. feeling, by the way. Yeah, of course, you know. <laughs> I was gutted when he left. Yeah, so he's he's a great player, and he's not been there. And and, and people are asking the question, why isn't he back yet? And I'm in the back of my head, I'm thinking actually, I think Brentford are saving him for towards sort of a bit later on in the season where he'll have an impact where he can carry on playing maybe towards the end of the season when we really need him where we need to maybe turn one point into three and just on that a final point on whether it was a good point or not I think you've got to factor in the previous game because I think if Brentford beat Leeds United most people think actually that's a good point against Birmingham I think it's only because of that draw that you think, well, we'll get we'll get the three the next one. I suppose I suppose it is to a certain extent, but I'm going to be honest with you. If you listen to our last show on the podcast, we were so delighted that we actually got a point against Leeds because, to be fair to Leeds, they played fantastically well. Their midfield was all over us. They dominated us in that game. Okay, they didn't have the firepower, and uh, we got the point out of that. So we actually thought that we did really well. So, in a way, with the Leeds game, it was definitely one point one, and uh, Birmingham City again. It's an away game, and I'm just thinking this: you go away from home, Birmingham City is probably a harder away point than, say, for example, Luton, who we got next Tuesday. Which mm-hmm. I think a lot of fans will be thinking: if we don't get three points at Luton, that's going to be uh, two points lost. Uh, we've got the Luton fan show on Love Radio a little later on uh, tonight. Love Sport Radio, beg your pardon, half ten till eleven o'clock. I'll bring you that one just a point on the uh, resilience uh, before we we take a short break just looking through the stats on this really impressive aren't they yes the goal scoring we know all about that that's that's the Brentford way second highest scorers on 54 only the leaders West Brom have more but no one's no one's been tighter at the back conceded only 27 lowest in the league Uh, again that's very un-Brentford it's very un-Brentford but we made a decision uh, to spend some money to tighten our defence with not only Pontus Janssen but also Ethan Pinnock as well who's been an absolute rock at the back he's been brilliant any Brentford fan that you speak to he's been fantastic you know um, so those those players that are coming in they've managed to keep us really tight at the back so yes when we do have a little bit of a lean spell up front you know when we do get your Nottingham Forest to come down and they 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 pack up the midfield that they don't allow us to play we you know okay that's probably not a good example because we we didn't beat them but certain teams that come down at least we are not letting in two or three goals as we might have done years ago so it's going to keep us always in with a chance has that surprised you that that improvement at the the back or not it I, I think tell you something I think it has 
only because we're so used to letting the goals in. Even when we last got to the playoffs and uh, Mark Warburton was our manager, bang, we, you know, we were like, you know, it was like Kevin Ge- Keegan days, it was, you know what I'm saying? We were like scoring loads of goals and letting loads of goals in, but we didn't mind because we were having so much fun. I think now what we've realised as we've become a little bit more mature as, uh, as, as supporters in the championship, we realise that is kind of fun for a while, but sometimes you actually would like to just keep it a little bit tight. So I think that we're quite happy with where we are now. And if we can nick a little goal here or there, we maybe you shouldn't do that's what's uh, all good. Uh, it's the Brentford Fan Show with Besotted on Love Sport Radio. We're going to talk to all the other promotion chasers, well, fans of them at least, over the next, what, 45 minutes or so. It's 16 minutes past eight. Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. And it's 19 minutes past eight across London Love Sport Radio. George Riley, pleasure to be with you for the first time uh, this evening alongside uh, Bizotti's Billy the B. Grant, who's just had a little wander stretching his legs. So let me tell you, uh, Chelsea Man United, here he is. Chelsea Manchester United in the uh, big game in the Premier League tonight, 18... Approaching 19 minutes gone in that one. Nothing on the board. I guess the big highlight from what I've seen so far, out of the corner of my eye, not that I haven't been giving Billy my undivided attention, is uh, N'Golo Kante has had to go off for Chelsea very early on. Mason Mount on for 12 minutes, so an injury uh, to Kante. But no goals. Chelsea, uh, the better side. Uh, early on, uh, Manchester United struggling to deal with uh, Kovacic from what I've seen so far. Uh, a couple more points on uh, on the Birmingham game, the one or draw, Bill, before we get into our, our fans forum. Uh, f- speaking to fans from Leeds, Forest, Preston, West Brom and Fulham at the right end of the Skybet uh, Championship. Uh, let's hear what uh, the gaffer had to say after that one or draw. Here is Thomas Frank. In a tough game, I think if there should have been a winner, it should have been us. Um, after a difficult start, the first 10-15 minutes we didn't didn't manage to control the game on the ball they came on to us you know played quite direct which they did throughout the game which we knew just got a little bit of momentum and then they had that uh, then they had the goal I think if we want to win we need to better it's not like we uh, kind of want to blame you know a specific player as a big mistake it's just a, a lot of small duels throughout the pitch we didn't want in that um, in that situation but after that the boys did very well to get into the game. We talked a lot about staying in the game no matter what. Uh, keep doing what we do. Uh, we, we got more control under the ball, over the ball. Um, uh, we played through them a few times and behind them. Scored a beautiful goal on, on set pieces uh, and the equaliser. And, and after that we had a, quite of a good momentum and, and, and created some good chance that could have given us, giving us uh, the lead. Second half, very difficult circumstances. Uh, but we knew that. So... We defended very well on all the defensive set pieces. Every single time they had the opportunity to throw, throw the ball in the in the box from a throw-in, defended that brilliantly. And then the last ten minutes we got on top, uh, and we knew that and created opportunities. And and we hit the post, and we had another good chance. I prefer three points, but in a very tough game, okay, we take a point. The conditions and the pitch did it very made it very difficult to to, to play quick enough uh, as we wanted. But no, we need to manage the, to play in every condition, and when we did that. Um, but of course, of course, we couldn't play um, as quick as we wanted, and then of course, also Birmingham, they were, did everything they could to slow down with taking a lot of time on all set pieces. But 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 that that we just need to handle that. It's an even game. Do you think if there was going to be a winner out there, it would have been Brentford? Yeah, yeah, I think definitely. Yeah, I think we had the, the better chances, and I think we, except from the first 15 minutes, I think we 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 dominated the game. 
Brian should be ready with uh, ankle ankle uh, sprain from the um, Leeds game, so he should be available for, for Blackburn, and and that's the same hope for Justice Silver. They're coming another game, but we're looking forward to have a, a good week, and I think it's been a been a decent decent week and a decent start to February. Eight points in in four games four games is okay. We just need to keep that. Yeah, I think he summed that. Uh, up quite well. That's Thomas Frank, by the way, the the Brentford manager. After that one all draw, we would have preferred three points, but we'll take one. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying to you. He, of course, he would have preferred it, but at the end of the day, he's setting us up to to try and make us not lose. And if we can nick a point, we can do. And he knows how tough it was going to be out there. And don't forget, you know, last year he went for a game where he pretty much, you know, lost ten games in a row in in places like that. And we, you know, we we're in the situation where we're not in that scenario anymore. If, when if we get a loss, then we seem to bounce back straight away. So. I, I really like his attitude and he's, and he's obviously psychologically have got the players really tuned in and, 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 and doing the right types of things. So, yeah, I think Thomas is, uh, I think he's got it going on at the moment now and I've, I'm going to give a big thumbs up to Thomas. Uh, that improved grit that has been installed in this Brentford side, where does that come from? Does that come from the manager? I think I think this it does actually because when we I met him first you know I met him just when he was just first coming to the job I mean when I met him two years ago beforehand and he was mm. you know as assistant but then I've met him when he first came to the job and I was chatting to him about certain things and we had not won for ages we had literally lost every single game and all he kept on saying to me he kept on talking about defensive mindset defensive mindset we were talking about certain players and I was going, oh, why don't you get this player in? You know, Josh Clark, and he's going, well, you know, we need to make sure the defensive mindset's right. So for him, obviously, this is something that he'd been trying to install in the players for a while. And it's t- you know, when, a, when a head coach comes in, a manager, it takes a while for them to put that into place. So he's been trying to throw in this defensive mindset to the team. And eventually, you know, it's taken, it's, it's taken shape and also helped to get a few new players in there who understand about the defensive mindset. What's he like? I'm always fascinated by managers who I've never met, what they're actually like He's as a people. Brilliant, absolutely top, top bloke, a real people person. Everyone that's met him say they really like him. He's really interested. If he meets you, he'll look in your eye and he'll ask you a question. He'll want to know about you and your, your family and your football and how long you'll be going. He's really interested in me. That besotted, a lot of people know that as well. We, uh, we invite him down the pub mm. um, and he came onto our podcast and he was on our podcast. He was down the pub for you know, three hours. He sat down, he ate with us, he drank with us, he answered every single question. It's on prideofwest.london. Check it out. It's, honestly, it's absolutely brilliant. It gives a really good vibe about what a head coach is. And the fact is that, you know, I mean, he asked us, he said, look, I'd love to come on your podcast. We said, oh, all right then, okay, that's fair enough. But you can only come down if you come down the pub. This is where we do our recording. He goes, that's great and he did it and I think that is a real testament to the type of person that he is he realises that you know you've got to have flexibility you've got to go with the flow this is this is how we work this is how we operate you know if we we're going to go down the training round we'd be like any other reporter that goes there with their microphone ask questions gets 20 minutes and then goes away we didn't want to do that we said look we sit in the pub we have a bit of a laugh we chat for, for an hour then we'll go on, on, on air and then we'll record if you're prepared to do that we'd be great and he said fine so I think that's 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 really really important. It makes such a difference. I think people don't. I mean, results are the be all and end all. So if your manager's not very likable, but he's winning games, it doesn't really doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm mentioning no names, Jose Mourinho. But if it, <laughs> but if you are like that, 
it makes those losing streaks, if you have them, a lot more manageable because the fans want you to succeed. Well, that, that, that is true. Obviously, they have to buy into you over a period of time. And I think we know when Thomas Frank first came in, there were some Brentford fans who did give him stick. You know, he was getting you getting sacked in the morning. Um, uh, the, the fair play to Brentford. Brentford turned around and said, you know, we're sticking with him because we believe he does. he's doing the right things. Um, you know, he's making the right moves. And unfortunately, it isn't going right. But because he's making the right moves, that's fine. So Brentford stuck with him. It's all turned itself around. He's doing okay now. And now the fans have realised, actually, that was probably the right move. So now, after a bit of time, they're buying into him, which is good. Quick final point before we uh, speak to our Championship fans on the Championship Fans Forum here on the Brentford Fan Show tonight. You mentioned Baptiste and how how impressive he was in passing. Just sum up how good he was and how promising he looks. I think Baptiste, I'm very excited about this player. We signed him for relatively not a lot of money, you know, about £2.25 million from Oxford. Um, the, the Oxford people or the Oxford fans that I know um, who I very much rate their opinion were almost crying when they heard that he left. They thought that he was going to be uh, an absolute superstar. But on the flip side, they said, actually, if there's any team that he's going to go to Brent- is Brentford. Um, we thought he might have stayed with us and tried to help us get promotion. Um, he is a uh, is a ball winner. He he likes to pick up the ball. He can run through the with the ball. He can drift through defenses. Um, you know, he's he's a real he's a real winner apparently, and he's a real classy player. He'd only played one match for us. I mean, his his you know his statistics for that. He was you know he 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 he, he, he played fantastically well um, for his first match in in in, in the Brentford shirt. You know, he played the full ninety minutes. He completed seventy five percent of his passes. He created one clear chance, three interceptions. He made three tackles, and you know. That's just him kind of just getting into his game in the championship. You know, when he played against West Ham in the Cup, apparently he, he terrorised them and he scored a, he made a great assist in that game as well and also he scored a really great goal. You could check it out on, on the YouTube as well. So for me, I think it's very exciting that we've got him, that he is um, coming in at the right time because we need the reinforcements because as you can see, we had a lot of injuries uh, on Saturday and we, we pretty much had a, sort of a second midfield in place and he was one of those players which shows actually I'm not a second midfield I'm just another midfield Billy the B Grant on the Brentford fan show George Riley uh, with Bizotted tonight we're here until 9 o'clock so another 32 minutes or so between 9 and 10 right here on Love Sport Radio we have the Leighton Orient fan show and a bit later on after 10 o'clock it's the turn of the QPR fans and Luton Town fans as well it is the business end of the season well almost fast approaching isn't it so let's chat to fans from clubs in the top six of the championship and get their thoughts on how they rate their club's chance of promotion of course Brentford have their own interest in this one so tonight we do have waiting in the wings our fans of West Brom uh, from Leeds Forest Preston and Fulham uh, as well so let's uh, let's introduce all of them let's start at the very top of the pile first Connor is from West Brom Fan TV uh, Connor tell us a little bit uh, about yourself and how you rate your your club's chance of promotion Yes, yeah, so like you just said, uh, Connor from West Brom Fan TV. Um, I rate my team's chances of promotion really high. Obviously, we're, we're top of the table, seven points clear of third, and you know, I couldn't have asked for a better um, start, end and start to the season because you know there's still 13 games left, but it does look really promising that we are going to go up. We've been playing some really exciting football, and like you say, the, the manager has... Well, like I say, the manager's really changed um, his tactics the last couple of weeks and we've looked so much better. Uh, and Mark's had a 10 for the season so far, just briefly, Connor. I'd give it a 9 out of 10. Um, 
would give it. I would give it a ten. But you know, we went through that patch where we lost, like didn't win in seven games. So I'd have to give it a nine. Well, nine's not bad. Let's go to Leeds next. Ryan, good evening. Hi, good evening. Uh, same question to you, really. Um, how do you assess it so far? And a mark out of ten. Um, I think a mark out of ten, I'd probably say um, a seven and a half. And the reason it's a seven and a half is if we could finish some of the opportunities, it'd be a ten all day long. You know, if we had a, say, a Mitrovic or a, or a Pukie, a player like that who, who can score at this level with half a chance, we'd be running away with the league. But having said that, Leeds have been fantastic this season. I think the only game we've lost and we've arguably deserved to lose is against Nottingham Forest. Um, they, they arguably outplayed us and, and won the game quite rightly so. Um, but, you know, we've not been out of the top six all season. It's been a superb season. Leeds United have had some terrible owners and managers over the last uh, 10, 20 years nearly now. So um, to be playing the style of football we're doing to Bielsa and, you know, we're in the yeah. top two fighting, I think um, I think it's been a, a good season overall and long may continue and hopefully, you know, finishing the top two. I will speak to Farrell next, Ryan. We might have to sort your Skype line out. It may have been uh, affected by the recent storms up there in West Yorkshire, I think. Farrell is from Fulhamish Podcast. Uh, good evening and a health report on Fulham so far, Farrell. Good evening, guys. Um, it's been an interesting uh, couple of months for the top of the championship and I would really rate Fulham's sort of promotion push at about a seven at the moment. Um, perhaps if you asked me before the, the weekend's result losing to basement club Barnsley 3-0 I might have given it a 7.5 considering we're the only real well not real only team but you know one of the teams in the top six who are really putting a promotion push together uh, given the fault of the teams around us um, but a result like that on Saturday has really hampered what was going to be you know quite putting a good run together but a result like that was really coming um, after getting a few wins, a few wins in a row. Um, we then had a very, very, you know, mediocre performance against Charlton. Um, we put in a okay performance against Blackburn and managed to get results, but it was more sort of the ineptitude of, of the Blackburn team mm. rather than Fulham being amazing. And then at Millwall the other day, we really didn't test them enough and. It really showed in the performance. Millwall probably should have come away winners, managed to get a point, but, you know, we really needed reaction on Saturday and it just didn't come. And it shows the difference in quality when you have a team like West Brom going to uh, Millwall before Fulham did and they absolutely wiped the floor with Millwall and that was nothing to do whether Millwall played badly. West Brom were just brilliant and that shows in the league table at the moment. Um, Billy, quick mark from you out of 10 for, I mean, for Brentford. I'm just going to say, I mean, 8 out of 10 for me. I think we've had a great season. It's been really exciting to be playing some great football. The fact that we're scoring goals. We've got a really great front three of the BMW, as you know, the Boom and Bumo, the Ben Rama and the Watkins, who are just exciting Bees fans, but also that tight defence. So for me, I'm thinking 8 out of 10, and the fact we're in February and our season is live and kicking, mm-hmm. and you just never know what's going to happen. It's going to, you know, it's going to keep live to the final game of the season in our last season at Griffin Park. It can't be any better than that. Uh, Scott's from the Munich and Madrid blog. Uh, a word and a mark on Forest season so far, Scott. How are you doing there? Yeah, we're having a really good season, to be fair. Um, exceeding expectations. Sadly, Mushi was a relative unknown, really, when he took over in August. So, to say that we've consistently been in the top six all season, I think it's a fantastic achievement. Um, we've signed some good players. We've got a great goalkeeper in Bree Samba. 
Joe Worrell, Figueredo have been great at the back. But uh, Matty Cash at right back has been an absolute revelation. Um, to be converted from a right winger to a right back, he's just come from nowhere and he's been superb. Scored an absolute worldie at the weekend. Uh, so he's been a great player for us. And we've got um, Ben Watson, Sanderson, Fields, and then Lewis Grabben's got 16 goals. So we're optimistic at Forest. And Ryan, last but not least, uh, Preston fan from the Finney podcast. Uh, can you be a nine out of ten so far? Yeah, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I think we've had a, a really good season so far. Yeah, exceeded my expectations certainly. Uh, we sat top of the table in early November, dropped dropped back a little bit towards Christmas, and then since Christmas we've really started to pick up the form again. I think Alex Neil done a superb job at the helm. Uh, we've kept our key players both in the summer and in the winter transfer windows uh, and added of course Scott Sinclair to the squad who's had an encouraging start I think we've got to buy our time a little bit with him because of his his sort of lack of match sharpness at Celtic and uh, yeah I think, I think we've had a, a really good start to the season so, so far I'd give it a, a 9 out of 10 and it's absolutely fantastically poised, what, 33 matches in to the championship season. That's top six. We'll talk more about this in just a few moments' time. We're a little bit late. It's 8.35. You can blame me. I'm new. I've no idea what I'm doing. This is Love Sport Radio. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. And with George Riley as well tonight. Pleasant surprise to be uh, here with you. It is 8.37, Love Sport Radio across London. Billy the Bee Grant with me up until uh, 9 o'clock, so another 22 minutes or so of uh, Billy's voice. We also have... Uh, with us, our Leeds United fan Ryan, Scott from Forest, Ryan from Preston, Connor from West Brom and Farrell from Fulham. If you're listening to us and uh, you're thinking, oh, hang on, Chelsea are playing Man United tonight, you're not missing anything. 37 minutes gone, no goals, nothing really to talk about. Let me just tell you before we get back into the chat how it looks, actually, if you're wondering at the top of the Championship. I did mention 33 matches in. It is West Brom, top of the pile on 63 points. Bit of a gap now from Leeds, who had that sticky patch uh, that uh, Ryan alluded to. 59 points, so four points back from West Brom. Then it's the playoff places. Fulham currently third on 56. Brentford... A point further back on 55 with Forrest on 55 but with a much inferior goal difference as we discussed uh, a little earlier on. And then it's Preston in sixth spot at the moment. 53 points, actually level on 53 with seventh place Bristol City. But again, the goal difference is miles better. So, how on earth do you, get, you uh, negotiate the next 13 matches? We've got a lot of talking to do uh, here. So let's let's perhaps throw that to to the top of the pile, Connor, as a West Brom fan. You're you're there to be shot out at the moment. You're the one with the best view of the uh, the Premier League as as it stands. How do you negotiate the the remainder of this season, the next 13 games? Just got to treat every single game like a cup final. You know, every game's important in the championship. Every game's difficult. You know, we've still got some, you know, really tough games. We've got Fulham to play at the Hawthorns. We've got Brentford to play. As as Billy's mentioned, Brentford have looked exceptional this season. And when they came to the Hawthorns, they were probably one of the best best sides I've seen at the Hawthorns. And like I say, we've just got to be calm, uh, take every game as it comes, not be too confident and pocky because we saw where we had a 13 point gap and you know teams closed us out we've got a seven point gap of third we've just got to remain calm and 
be composed when we go into every single match. Play like champions and hopefully we will go up as champions. I'm wearing the lead shirt. Ryan, <laughs> you, you, you heard there. Let's not uh, let's not panic. Let's stay calm. I mean, Leeds United fans will have to do that, knowing what Leeds do at this point of the season. Well, yeah, we've got a history of uh, falling apart, as um, as the away fans always like to sing to us. But yeah, of course, it's. Um, I think, like Connor just said, it's it's thirteen cup finals. You've got to think of it as. Um, but what I would say is, Leeds United have arguably got the easiest run out of the top six. Um, we've only got Fulham to play, who are in the top six now. So um, we've kind of got what you'd class as the hard games out of the way. Um, but as we know, this this level, this league, you know, every crazy things can happen. Like we got beat by Wigan. Recently. I was going to say an easy yeah. an easy run in on paper is in the eye of the beholder. I was just, when you said that, I was thinking of that home defeat by Wigan. It's like you wouldn't yeah. have called that, would you? No, exactly. You know, we we thought that were that was a gimme. We thought we'd, we'd it were Ellen Road as well. And we thought, yeah, it's three points all day long. But free goal you know, as well. <laughs> yeah. My word, oh, he could never do that again if he tried. No, it, well, you you never know. Sometimes with um, with Keacock searing and anything can happen. But um, is um, yeah, we've had we've had some some real ups and downs. I mean, uh, like Connor said, with West Brom, they you know there's been big gaps uh, at one point, and them gaps have closed. But Leeds had a good result the weekend. We played fantastic against Brentford. Played fantastic no. uh, the weekend against Bristol. Um, and now there's there's a little gap again between second and third, which is exactly what Leeds want. And you know, like I said, every game now we just take it's like the old cliche says, take one game at a time, and um, you know, treat it like a cup final. And we've got eight, eight, sorry, seven home games now at the last thirteen. So. Um, just turn Ellen Road into a fortress and, and I think we'll do it. We'll cross the line. Yeah, Leeds, I mean, Ryan, Leeds were very good against Brentford. You didn't, like I said, your firepower wasn't there and I think that possibly could be your downfall because it has been the same all season. Listen, if, you know, if anyone does all the stats things, they know if they listen to us a lot, we do the whole XG thing. We talk about that and Leeds are way, way, way ahead of anyone else in this league. But because you haven't been converting your chances, it means that the other teams are still in there and, and teams like Forest. um, you know, can get a result against you. Teams like Brentford can get a result against you, which is, uh, you know, which might be different. But what is interesting coming to Farrell as well, I'm just interested because obviously you played Barnsley on Saturday and Barnsley um, beat you on Saturday. But I mean, I, I, it was interesting because I was, I was chatting to S- Sammy from Fulhamish on Friday, actually, and he was talking about the running. And I said to him on Friday, I said to him, I'll be honest with you, Sammy, don't, don't write off teams like Barnsley. Don't write off teams like Stoke City. Those are the teams which are underperforming at the moment now. And, um, Barnsley and Stoke teams like that you kind of you know you've got to be on your A game against them because they can pick up results against the bigger sides and this is exactly what they done, did I'm just wondering are there any other teams that you are worried about and fearing about um, Farrell well to be honest considering how not well average Fulham been playing recently I, I fear every team in this championship as everyone else listening probably should be um, that, you know, as we've seen how tight it is at the top of the championship, it's tight all the way going down to well as Barnsley. There are no bad teams in this, in this league. We, when we, when we played Stoke, um, just at the turn of the new year, they had, um, they were on a, a, um, new run under Michael O'Neill and they were a pretty good team and they were bottom at the time as well. And we only just beat them, uh, 2-1. So it shows that, you know how competitive this league is and we're talking about run-ins i think fulham have got the hardest run-in i believe we're actually playing well half the get half of those 13 games we're actually playing uh teams in the top eight so that shows how tough the running is and it shows how 
it's not just cup finals. These are like World Cup finals coming up if we're if we're going to sort of try and consolidate our, pl- our playoff place and hopefully make a charge for the uh, top two. But you know that Saturday result was a huge wake up call. The only thing I've got to say for Fulham really is um, we've got a lot of players who have been there and done that. We've still got Mitrovic, we've still got Kearney, we've still got uh, Kevin McDonald and Tim Ream, the spine of the team uh, that was there in the last promotion year and added other players who have been there and done that with Knockart and Cavalero, mm. which means that it's, you know, and you look at squads like Leeds and no disrespect, they've got some quality players in there, but they've probably only got like two or three that have actually got promotion up to the Premier League before. So if that's the one one shining light that, that we have and we're pretty damn good at... Um, chasing down a pack that's trying to get away from us. With Forrest and, and Preston, the two teams in, in fifth and sixth behind Brentford, uh, Scott and Ryan Scott perhaps first of all, what would be uh, your hopes and fears for, for the remainder of the season for the next 13 games? I keep the first 11 fit. Um, Sabri made some changes on Tuesday last week against Charlton. It really badly backfired. The January transfer window hasn't really been great. We thought that the club might gamble and spend a bit. Um, and that really hasn't happened. And um, even though recruitment has been better in the summer, we've kind of brought in reinfor- uh, reinforcements rather than genuine quality. So that is a big concern uh, for me, to be honest. Um, I guess the fears are is, is dropping out of it. Um, we've got a really tricky week in April. Um, we've got Derby at Pride Park. Um, going there with Wayne Rooney and the team, they really want to get one over on us, especially if they're not in the uh, in the running for the playoffs. So that's going to be huge. And then we've got Fulham and Preston as the next two games over Easter. So that's going to be that's going to be a massive test. So I think if we can get through that, fingers crossed, we'll uh, we'll be there or thereabouts in the playoffs. It's a big game, Ryan, isn't it? That that one, that Preston Forest game that you just mentioned. Yeah, it is a massive one. Yeah, we we saw on Saturday exactly what Nottingham Forest capable of against a. A really good West Brom side, and I think that will, in, in some ways, sort of uh, hold the big keys to to who finishes where. I think I think Forest have had a, a really good season under Lamucci, but uh, we've also had a really good home record as well, uh, top of the league for the for the for the whole season for the form table, and we also got a point in the city ground earlier on in the season. Uh, so yeah, I think it'll be a, a really good game, and hopefully we can we can pick up the, the three points. I'll let you into a little secret. My producer tonight is a Manchester United fan. I just stared straight ahead of me through the glass, as we have in these studios, and the studio was empty. So I glanced left to my side to check the score. Yeah, Man United have just scored. And he's just gone wheeling round the office in delight. Who was that? Was that Marshall with a header? Flick header. Yes, it is. I can see him celebrating. Right in injury time at the end of the first half. Chelsea nil, Manchester United won. Who would have predicted that? Or maybe you would. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting talking to Ryan as well because, uh, you know, if, if anything, you know, one of the unfancied teams, and this is not disrespect to Preston because, you know, we've got great Preston mates out there. They've already booked their hotels. They're coming down for the, the game in a few weeks' time. But, you know, Preston are one of the teams where people may not have expected to be in, 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 in this uh, in this playoff race, which is, is really great. Now, they're coming down to play Brentford which again are you know one of the sort of old school old fancy teams but all of a sudden people are starting to fancy them a little bit more we've got a big game on the 18th of April which is also Gentry Day so how big is that going to be a lot of people don't know what Gentry Day is but it is one of the biggest days out in Preston's year is it not Ryan? It is yeah it basically comes from an Alan Ball senior quote uh, way back in the day where uh, basically calling the PNE fans of Gentry we were uh, big top hats for the day and yeah it's a it's a really special day out to sort of 
uh, to sort of remember the Preston fans that we've that we've lost in the past year and also on the pitch it's of course going to be a potentially massive game as well obviously we've not got the best record at Griffin Park recently of course it'll be the, the last time we uh, we visit there before you move into your new home and uh, hopefully we're, we're on a better side of the result this season. It is the Brentford Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with George Riley, Billy the Bee, Grammar. We're broadening it out across uh, the top end of the championship, the top six of the championship. We've got to do some uh, predictions, perhaps some some hopes, fears. Well, we've done a bit of that, but who's got the most to gain, I wonder? Who's got the most to lose over the next uh, 13 matches or so? We'll discuss that in just a moment's time. It's 8.47 on Love Sport. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. And the Brentford fan show with uh, Besotted, Billy the Bee, Grant, George Riley with you for the next seven minutes or so. Blimey, it's flown by. Half time, by the way, Chelsea nil, Manchester United won. We have our Championship fans forum, well, the top end of it at least. I don't think we've got enough time to get 24 fans on, but we've got West Brom, Leeds, Fulham, Brentford, of course, Billy in the studio. Indeed. uh, And Preston, one to you, Billy, as as our resident if you like, even though your mates have deserted you a little bit tonight and left, yeah. you, left you to come here on your own. Who do you think, th- those top six I mentioned, who do you think has the most to lose and the most to gain over the next 13 games? The most to lose is definitely Leeds United. I Why? Think. Just because the expectation is so huge. I mean, I went to the playoff game, I went to well, the Leeds playoffs um, last season, again, the, the derby game. Fantastic. I was at, you know, at, at Ellen Road and the, the atmosphere and everything like that was unbelievable. Leeds, you know? went, Leeds celebrated too early yeah. after the first leg of that with the Frank Lampard songs. There's that as well, but also when they scored that second, that, that first goal at Ellen Road when uh, Dallas scored that goal, they thought it was in and it all kicked off and it was, you know, as in, you know, the atmosphere was, was, was amazing. So I think the expectation there was really huge and obviously they're really deflated after that but to be fair the Leeds fans I spoke to said next season we're going to come back stronger so I think this season they come back stronger Bielsa stayed with them to be fair they play some great football they've looked really really good mm. but this non-goal scoring thing which is everyone keeps saying is Bamford it's not only Bamford it's basically you know all across the front players you know there's nobody else backing them up we had that problem last season we had Malpay scoring goals but then other players well it highlights scoring. the rest of the team not scoring if you the goal scorer is not scoring that's right so I think that's a bit of an issue so I think the, the problems with them I think P&E have got a lot to gain Most I to think gain. of course uh, we're running out of time, so let's go through, perhaps, and get some uh, predictions uh, from our panel. Let's start at the very top, uh, West Brom. Connor from West Brom uh, Fan TV. Where do you think West Brom will finish it, and what would be your automatic one-two? Um, I'm going to say West Brom to finish top, purely because I think that we've really con- been really consistent in the last couple of weeks, and hopefully we can carry on this sort of form and... I'm going to say, I'm actually going to say Brentford to push for second and go for an automatic promotion spot. Envelopes in the post, Um, Connor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say Fulham and Nottingham Forest, um, Fulham and Leeds, sorry, in in the final and Leeds to win in the playoff final. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, R- Ryan, we, we 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 can give him that if he's still sending leads up, can't we? <laughs> hey, yeah, I think we'd um, take going up uh, anyway. But after the derby playoff disappointment, we don't want to get in the playoffs again. I think our um, uh, one of our directors said we're not dicking around with the playoffs, and that was a quote <laughs> from him. But um, yeah. I think for me, Leeds United, if we've got over that wobble now and how we've played the last few games. We can pick that momentum up. The, the lads certainly seem up for it now. Um, I reckon Leeds are going to push, and 
and I think we could be knocking on the door of, of uh, West Brom. I think Leeds could win could the league. You know, I'm positive Leeds are going to win the league. And oh. I think West Brom will be still up there. I think Leeds, West Brom, automatic. Same one, two and for you. Okay. Pharrell, sorry, we're running out of time, guys. So I've got yeah, to zip sure. through it. Um, Fulham, Fulham third, where, where are they going to finish and what's your one, two? Uh, well, I think Fulham are probably just going to miss out on the automatics. But the to, to go through it quickly, we just got to make sure that uh, we get a good result in in these next two because they're teams outside of the top six, and then try and kick off from there and take te- take points off the other teams around us. Top two, though, I, I can't really see um, West Brom not fin- finishing top considering they've got massive amounts of quality and they've added really well in the transfer window, especially bringing Grisicki. Uh, Leeds, as long as Calvin Phillips doesn't get injured or sent mm. off again, then they'll be they'll be a shoe in for, for for the top two. They've rode their their short wave, um, and then you know just hope. I'm just hoping we avoid Brentford in the playoff final because uh, we never play well against them. Unfortunately, Billy's going to be purring at that. Um, ah, always that purring. <laughs> Billy Brentford, their fourth. Do they finish fourth higher? What do you want to? I think we're going to finish. I think uh, West Brom and Leeds, we're just going to miss out uh, just quickly. And I think uh, we're going to finish third. Um, as long as we finish third, which means that we're going to be home. Uh, we're going to be away for the weekend. So uh, the 9th of the 10th, the bank holiday, that is when the uh, the away games are going to be for the playoffs. So we want to be away, bringing a big following for that. Where do Forest finish, Scott? Um, I think we'll miss out on the auto automatics. I think we lost a bit of momentum in this last week. Um I fancy Leeds and West Brom to hang on at the top. I think they'll go up, but uh, Brentford will do us over two legs in the uh, in the playoffs. You don't just have to say that because this is the Brentford <laughs> fan show. <laughs> you can be nasty if you want. We don't uh, mind. We've, we've beaten you twice this season, so we fancy you over two games. Uh, Ryan Preston, uh, last but not least, that's only because you're six. I keep going to you last. Where, where, where do you finish and what's, what's the automatic one-two? Yeah, I think we will finish safe. I think there's a potential gap opening between us six, Bristol City and the rest, and I think we will uh, just scrape through. Yeah, in, in terms of automatics, I think uh, West Brom will finish top. I think Slavan Bilic is, is one of the best managers in the league, of course, uh, and the January signings should see him over the line. I think Callum Robinson's uh, been an excellent addition. And then I'll go Leeds finish second. I think the, the stats all point to to them going up if they can finish the chances, and I think the time will come where they, they do click and they start really pummeling the goals in and then in terms of the playoff final I, I have to say us to win uh, and I think we'll we'll beat Nottingham Forest in, at Wembley in the final well, here you go so listen and just quickly I just want to point to there's a site that we look at quite a bit which is 538 which is Nate Silver he's quite a well respected statistician as well and he's put West Brom as 44% uh, to, to win the championship Leeds 38% Brentford at 13% and then Fulham 3% between that but to be promoted interestingly West Brom 79% Leeds 80%, Brentford 59%, then it's a drop to Fulham 24%, Nottingham Forest 14%, and Preston 10%. So that's quite interesting. Interestingly, none of our fans there predicted their sides to drop out of the top six. That will probably tell you something. Of course not. Uh, Thanks, guys. It's been great having you on over the last hour. Ryan, Scott, uh, another Ryan as well, Connor and Farrell representing our top six. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot there. 20 seconds or so, Bill, to plug anything else you want. Quick plugging, end of season socials, you know, 1st of May, just go to besotted.com or just Google end of season social besotted. You get your tickets there. Um, It's going to be absolutely brilliant. 1st of May, the day before the final league game at Griffin Park and also Thursday morning, 6am now, we're going to have the besotted uh, pre- Blackburn podcast which we'll do in the pub like we normally do and we're going to be all jolly for that one and tickets on sale tomorrow for the last ever league game that's right tickets for the league game and also for the social pride of west.london forward slash 
social. You can get your tickets there. And that was the Brentford Fan Show with Besotted on Love Sport Radio, 8.57. Come on, you bees. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.